Welcome to the Beauty and Battle podcast, where we talk about winning in marriage by waging a war. I'm Jason Benham. I've got my girlfriend slash wife, Tori Benham, with me, and we are here to talk to you about how Satan tries to get you to fight face-to-face with your spouse, but God designed you to fight shoulder-to-shoulder against Satan so that you can win in your marriage. Fighting together draws you together. We cannot wait to jump in. So here we go. So what is beauty in battle all about? That's what we're going to talk about today. You want me to start, Tor? Yeah, you start. You want me to start? You're so nice. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you go first? I don't know what we're talking about here. (laughs) Beauty in battle. Uh, You know, Tori and I had been married for 10 months. No, no, no. It was nine months. It was September the 11th, 2001. And we had gotten married in December of 2000. And on September 11th, I remember where I was working as a corporate chaplain tour. You were home pregnant mm-hmm. with Trey, our first. Very large. What pregnant. was your job? I was a nanny. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. You were a nanny. Do you remember how much money you made? $10 an hour. <laughs> 10 bucks an hour. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, and I remember our front desk attendant at the job that I had came running in and said, Jason, somebody just crashed a plane into the World Trade Center. We need to pray. And I thought, you know, a little Cessna plane, dang, that stinks for the pilot. I feel bad for his family. And then about, I don't know how long afterwards, it was probably 20 minutes later, she said, oh my gosh, she came running through the hallway. A second plane just hit and everybody in the whole place, in our whole office, ran to the conference room where there was a TV. Wow. And we started watching the fuming flames come out of the World Trade Centers. And we were watching. I remember one of the first things I did was I called you. Mm-hmm. I'm like, are you okay? Like, Tor, where are you? You said, turn on the TV. <laughs> turn on the TV mm-hmm. now. Yep. And then I watched that second Trade Center building fall. I guess World Trade Center building number two fell first. And then I just ran down and I jumped in the car. And I came to you there at the apartment. We were in Concord, North Carolina. And I sat there and I watched with you that second building fall and then other buildings began to fall. And there for the next, I mean, how long was it, Tor? Probably five to seven days, all of us were glued to the TV, yeah. just watching the news. And 100%, yeah. It was crazy. It really was. What we saw happening. and But, you know, the, the crazy thing about that, it wasn't that the World Trade Centers fell and that, um, you know, that we discovered that it was Osama bin Laden. <laughs> Nobody had even heard of his right. name before. It wasn't that he was the one, you know, that, that we were intrigued by. What was intriguing to you and me, and I remember, because this is even before our first year anniversary, was the amazing camaraderie of people. Like you you, you saw New Yorkers running up and hugging complete strangers in New York, like on the streets. The Boston Red Sox and the Yankees played a game together, and you saw players hugging each other. And right. NFL games were canceled and then college games were canceled. And, and, and when they came back together, players were hugging and they were holding hands. And, you know, it was God bless America saying right. before games. Amazing camaraderie like we had never seen before. And what we discovered there early in our marriage is that fighting together draws you together. Right. You know, yeah. like the Marines. You know, the Marines all come together. They're all strangers. Then they go into boot camp for 12 weeks and then they come out of it and they get put in the middle of battle and then they come home a band of brothers or band of sisters. So what was it? 
what was it that drew them together? It was the fight. Right. It was the battle. And I remember feeling, I mean, you and I both, we talked about it so much mm-hmm. there in that first year of marriage. We're like, what is it that makes us feel so united right now? I mean, we were in Charlotte, so they shut down Charlotte. They emptied all the buildings. And there for a few days, nobody went back to work. And all of us, you'd see somebody in Lowe's, you know, or you'd go to uh, Kroger grocery shopping and you're seeing people and you're like looking at them like, yeah, yeah, we got this. Yeah, exactly. Any, mm-hmm. Anybody shows up with a gun. Right. You know. It was like un, unlike any other time that we've ever been in. Yeah. That time was very unique. And I remember thinking, wow, what is happening here? Yeah. That we all feel so connected. Was well, It was crazy. Mm-hmm. And so Tori and I remembered that. And we honestly took that to heart and were like, so fighting together draws you together. This is weird that you feel so connected to people. And that was a lesson that we learned early on in marriage. Right. And so it's basically the foundation of our entire premise of beauty and battle and why we wrote a book. Uh, we, we wrote a book too. There's a book and there's a book. It just, you know, whichever one you want. But winning a marriage by waging a war, we, we talk about how we all fight. We all fight. The key is not to stop fighting. The key is to start fighting, but the right way. Right. And do you know what step number one is? You know what step number one is. It's recognizing that there's a battle, that right. there's a very real enemy. That's what we discovered there on 9-11 back September in 2001 was that we had a real enemy. And I think for most of us as Americans, we didn't realize that. Right. Like We, we knew that maybe there were some people that hated us, but not much. Mm-hmm. But then, whoa, we all discovered it. Right. And when we realized there was an enemy, we knew that our enemy was out there. Our enemy was not in here. That's right. And that's what brought us all together. So wrapping this up to relationships and why Tori and I decided to write a book about beauty and battle is because now we've been married for over 20 years. That's a long time. You have been very nice to me. <laughs> 20 years. You've been very nice to me, Tor. Thank you. I've been trying. <laughs> <laughs> After 20 years of relationship, we knew it was always a goal of ours to write a book together. We wanted to write one together. We've always had a heart for couples. We've been counseling couples for years, and we we knew it was time to write a book, and it was just this theme, Beauty and Battle, that kept coming to us. What's the one thing that's helped us more than anything in our relationship? And yeah, we've got a lot of stuff that we can talk about with conflict and communication and the difference between uh, criticism and complaint and how you're going to be able to make sure that you stay connected with each other. We've got a lot of stuff. We're going to talk about all of that in our podcast. We hit a lot of that in our book, Beauty and Battle. But what we discovered was the number one thing that helped us more than anything was recognizing that we were in a fight and that God made us to fight together. Right. And that fighting together draws us together. Right. You and I kind of geek out on neuroscience, don't we? (laughs) (laughs) Neuroscience. And one of the things that has been so eye-opening to us is that 90 to 95% of our thoughts are unconscious. That means that we don't recognize Mm. a whole lot of our thinking. And so for us, when it came to that place of recognizing we're in a battle, it was just making something that was unconscious conscious Mm. and it changed everything. And just like with 9-11, it's like we made conscious something that was unconscious. There is an enemy yeah, and there's a common goal that we can work towards together. And that changed everything for us as a nation. We came together, we were connected it wasn't about the color of our skin. It wasn't about if we were a Democrat or a Republican. It was we're united because we have the same enemy and we have the same goals. Yes. 
You know, I remember that. I remember seeing the Democrats and Republicans on the steps singing God Bless America yeah. together. And in that moment, they dropped all their differences. And it was unanimous support. Let's go after the folks that did this. Let's go after them and let's go get them. And there's just something very powerful of that. I, mm-hmm. I remember reading the book um, Purpose Driven Life. You never read that, did you? Wait, you might have yeah, read I've, it when you were yeah. a kid. Long time ago. Long time ago. Okay. And well, when I, you read it, you you were kind of giving me the... I was giving you the cliff notes. Yes. Reminding you. Rick Warren said there's four levels of growing close with somebody. You draw close to people that you serve with, that you study with, and that you share with. But the deepest level of drawing close with somebody is those you suffer with. Mm. And that suffering together draws you together. There's a very real battle going on in the world, but it's not a physical battle. It's a spiritual struggle. You know, Ephesians 6, 12, the warfare that's going on right now is a spiritual struggle. Yeah. And we fight it with spiritual weapons. And the way that we fight it is joining with the person that God put us together with. Right. I mean, look, think in the garden, you know, it started, uh, well, let me let me just say back up before the garden. We look in Revelation 12 how there was this great battle in heaven and you know Lucifer who was this angel and he he wanted the throne. He ultimately ended up getting his butt kicked and his name turned to Satan, but he was cast down to earth. So God had an opportunity to destroy Satan once and for all. He didn't. He chose to defeat him and he threw him to earth. Then God creates an image bearer, a man that is in his image and where does he put him to her? Right here on earth. <laughs> that was so good. But you know, he put him in the exact same spot that he had just put his banished angel, enemy. The enemy. So now all of a sudden you've got Adam that's an image bearer of God in the same place where you've got the enemy of God. And God knows that Satan wants what he had given to Adam. And what he gave to Adam was authority, authority over the earth. And of course, we know that Satan did attack Adam. But if you think about this, the context of marriage is in a battle. So Satan never approached Adam when he was on his own. It was when God said, you know what? It's not good for man to be at one alone. That's what it means is at one. So he removed from Adam feminine. Okay. And now feminine and masculine are no longer caught in one body. And now he's got a man and a woman, masculine and feminine are two different bodies. And God says, now come back together as one. And when you come back together as one, you represent my image. And what does Satan hate? The image of God. Mm. And so now Satan has to try to get the two to be two rather right. than the two to be one. Right. Oneness is what destroys the enemy. And now God, through man, will destroy Satan once and for all. Mm. So the first Adam, he messed up, right? It took the second Adam, which is Jesus, to fix up what the first Adam messed up. So through Jesus, now Satan will ultimately one day be fully destroyed. But for right now, he's still an enemy. And he throws spiritual darts at us. And our job is to defeat him and destroy him. And when we do it together with our spouse, what we realize is we draw close together that way because God made marriage to be the warring mechanism to deal once and for all with Satan. Now, this came home for you one day at CrossFit, did it not? Yeah. Can you tell them how important CrossFit is? CrossFit is important, a very important part <laughs> of our lives. <laughs> we've been doing it, what, for over 11 years now? Yeah. Over 11 years, we've been at a, our CrossFit gym right here in Concord and absolutely love it. It's become one of those things that we can't live without. That's right. And it's funny, the Lord used CrossFit to paint a picture for us in our marriage that has changed the way that we see our marriage. And it started... 
on a Saturday, a team wad day. So on Saturdays, hey, what's wad stand for? Workout of the day. W-O-D. W-O-D, workout of the day. See, everybody in CrossFit has to do the same workout. But my advice is don't don't go real heavy because then you get stupid and you hurt yourself. Yeah, you end up with three knee surgeries like hey, Jason did. We're, we're not talking about me right now, Tor. <laughs> this is about you and But your back story. to our, our, our Saturday wad before the second knee surgery, I think it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, box jumps and Jason are not good friends. No, we're not. Um, so yeah, so we we would do these workouts on Saturdays together as a team. And few Saturdays in, Jason and I had been teammates twice and had done really well. I think we won both of the team wads. Yep. Two Saturdays in a row. What does winning make you want to do more? Makes you want to keep doing it, <laughs> right? Want to win win more. more. Yeah, when you win, when you taste victory, it's like, okay, we can actually do this. When you get a taste for victory and you think, I can do this, then you want to do it. Yeah. So we came back a couple of Saturdays later and I'm like, I hope I'm on your team again because this uh -huh. is actually really fun. Yeah, we can do this. Yeah, we can totally win. And I, I will give you some props here because you are an incredible strategist. Like Jason <laughs> cannot stand to lose and he will find a way to win. We will win. He will Even find a way to win. It involves cutting a corner every now and then. <laughs> and so uh, that's why I like to be on his team so much because I'm like, okay, let's let's do this. And I, I come from a, a background of sports and Jason, of course, does too. And so we're pretty competitive and... So this particular Saturday, I'm like, oh gosh, I really hope I'm on Jason's team. I really want to win this again. And sure enough, our our coach calls out names and he says, Jason and Tori. Heck yeah. Here we go. Heck yeah. And so Jason begins to strategize and trying to figure out our best our best way forward, how to win this thing. And before long, you know, it's three, two, one, go, and we're off to the races. Those are the those are the the, the worst three words that you could ever hear <laughs> just before a crazy hard workout. Yeah. Three, two, one. Go. Actually, that's four words then. Thank you. Three, two, one, <laughs> go. There you go. So, so here we are. We're, we're in this workout, and Jason is like, okay, he's, well, I, I should back up. Right before we, three, two, one, go, you said, okay, I'm going to do this. You're going to do that. You kind of gave us, yeah. you gave us the game plan. The battle strategy. The battle strategy. Well, I get into, into the workout, and I think it was pull-ups, and I'm like, I, I got these. I'm good at pull-ups. That's something I can do. The bike, not so much. The row, <laughs> not so much. But I got the pull-ups. So I'm doing the pull-ups, and you're like, get down. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like. What are you doing? Yeah, get down. What are you doing? And I was like, I got these. And you're like, get down. You're going to kill your. You're going to wear yourself <laughs> out or whatever. So I'm like, whatever. I'm kind of ticked at you. But I get down, and then I run over to the jump rope, and you finish the pull-ups. I'm like, oh, dang. He was right. Like, yeah. I, I couldn't have done that. You had strategized it well. So I was like, okay, whatever. So we move on to the next exercise and and you're on the bike and I kind of like start daydreaming and you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. He's screaming at me it and I'm like, good. yeah, screaming like, you. get ready. You're about, you're about to get on the bike. I'm like, okay, let's go. I get on the bike and you know, I'm going and he, you went to the next exercise and I'm yelling at you. You're yelling at me. We're just kind of going back and forth, but it's like no big deal. Right. Yeah. Cause we want to win. So yeah. we, we both know like, there, there's just, there's no hard feelings. There's no, it's just, it is what it is. And we know it. And there's, there's just, there's no, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Conflict. <laughs> <laughs> there's conflict, but we're not, uh, we're not upset at each other. Like, <laughs> that's great. See, that's usually my problem. 
I'm in the middle of talking. I did this the other day. I was at a, I think it was a gala or something. So they had paid me and David, you know, to be there. And I'm in the middle of speaking and I, my, my brain totally went off track. I did not know what I was going to say. So I just So it's not just mom brain. And I was like, I have no clue where I'm going with this. David was like, I, that sounds so stupid, man. I was wondering where you were going. So he was able to pick up. So anyway. Okay. So basically this whole thing, this whole workout, we're going back and forth. We're yelling at each other. We're, we're moving from one thing to the next and we end up winning this wad. So we collapse on the floor. You reach over to me and you give me a fist bump. I reach back. I'm like, great job. You say amazing. And we're like floored that we just won. Yeah. We get in the car. We're like more united than ever because we work towards this common goal together. We just won together. We're feeling connected, right? And we get into the car and it just kind of hits me like a ton of bricks. I'm like, it's it's crazy how we talk to each other during a workout. Like you're yelling at me. I'm yelling at you. There's, there's a lot of conflict going on, right? Yeah. In the middle of this workout. But yet we don't take things personally. Mm. I'm not getting hurt. Our kid... I want to say butt hurt because that's yeah. what our kids always say. We're not allowed to say that on a podcast. <laughs> and we grew up. Beep. Hurt. <laughs> and you're like, you paused. I remember, I remember this like vividly. And I'm like, what is it that we can talk like that? But then we get home and we're in, and we'll be in the middle of a conversation. I would never be okay with you talking to me like that. And you, would, oh, yeah. you know, and you said, yeah, be something to the fact, to the, on along the terms of yeah because we're working towards the same goal we want to win for us to be distracted by um by our words or by our facial expressions or whatever that would just be yeah. stupid basically is what you said that would be dumb yeah we're in a fight yeah it's like, like what we don't have time for all that we gotta it win. yeah it's like it wasn't rocket science it was just like yeah i mean that would be dumb yeah. that'd be really dumb and so we get home and we always say that's where where the second wad of the day takes place in our home <laughs> because there's six six of us, all different personalities, four kids. And, you know, that particular day, everybody was up in arms about something. See, most people don't remember. Well, you know what? If you're over 40, you remember the show Eight is Enough. There was a song, Eight is Enough to Fill Our Lives with Love. And I was always like, that is bull. You're like, you put six eight is people enough. in a house. And expect it to always be nothing but love. Yeah. No. Oh, no. Uh -uh. So we get home and we're, you know, the kids are fighting about something. And I didn't like the way that you handled the situation. And so mean to me. I came to you, you know, up in arms. And you didn't like the fact that I was responding to you that you way. You felt, but I guess you felt disrespected and I felt unheard or something like that. <laughs> and we need to talk about that one of these days. <laughs> and... So it's just this huge debacle and it just hits me. It's like, we literally just had this conversation 10 minutes ago mm. in the car. I know the Lord set all that up for us yes. on purpose. And so we end up in the master bedroom by ourselves and I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. We need to pause a minute. We just talked about this in the car. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? Like we both have the same goal. We're both moving towards the same thing. We want the hearts and souls of our kids. Um, but yet why are we handling this completely opposite of mm. the way we would handle something that we can win at? Yeah. You know, we're not moving towards victory. Like we need to win in this wad and we're losing. Yeah. We figured it out in CrossFit. What was it? And it was our mindset. We yeah. recognize like we, your mindset is so important. 
And our yeah. mindset in, in CrossFit was very clear. We want to win. Yeah. And we have to strategize to move towards that. Yep. And so that's what we did. And we knew we were in a fight. We knew we were in a fight. And it's like, if we're going to suffer, if we're going to suffer, we're going to suffer together. Yeah. And we're going to come out victorious. Yeah. And it's like in CrossFit, I'm looking at your, the things that you're good at, your strengths as assets. And you're yeah. looking at my strengths as assets because we have to strategize those yeah. together. Right. Now, suddenly in this situation, your strengths being the leader of our home and like, you know, I'm kind of like the pushover. And yeah. in that moment, I was like, I don't think you're, I think yeah. you're being too hard on him. I come in and I, <laughs> I, I kind of start taking charge just like I did at CrossFit. And all of a sudden you're mad at me for doing that. Yeah. And, but there are times where I've got to back up and right. let your, your, your own strategy that's a little softer than mine take over. Exactly. <laughs> right. But in that moment, it's like, why, why are we not looking at our strengths as strengths? Yeah. yeah. It's like, I, I'm, I'm looking for your weaknesses. Yeah. I'm looking for ways to fix you. And that's where Satan wins. Right. And this is the whole premise of our book that Satan in that moment, when we got home and all of a sudden we had, our kids were, it was another workout. Mm -hmm. Then Tori and I end up fighting face to face as enemies right? rather than shoulder to shoulder as allies. And what it took Tori to realize was, and then she snapped me into place was, wait, we're not enemies. Right. There is an enemy, and he wants us to fight against each other as enemies. We need to fight alongside one another as allies. When we understood that, I think it, that was about 10 years ago. By that time, we had already gone through some stuff. We'll share with you on the podcast all sorts of things that we've learned, uh, that we learned up to that point, and then since that point. But that really made sense to Tori and I, and knew, we knew that when it was time for us to write something about marriage, because we had already been counseling a lot of couples and have done that for a long time, we knew that this angle of fighting mm -hmm. was the direction that we were going to go. Mm -hmm. So that's why we wrote Beauty and Battle, Winning in Marriage by Waging, Waging a War. And listen, the beauty of marriage is discovered when a couple chooses to no, no longer fight against each other in a personal war, but rather alongside one another in a spiritual battle. Right. We cannot get that through to you enough. Yeah. But it's just amazing how making something conscious changes everything. Mm. You know, that was like a that was an unconscious thought of ours for so long. Like that when you actually are, are in a battle together, when you're moving towards something together. <laughs> yeah. This is great. I love it. She's starting to laugh. And you know why I think you're laughing? Because we forgot something. What? We forgot what is going to be the most important part of our entire podcast journey together. Oh, the Tory Garland Benham jokes. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. The Tory Garland oh, yeah, Benham marriage jokes. We're going to start. Yeah, we forgot to do that, but we're, we need, we can kind of like insert that, right? No, no, no. We're going to do it right here at the end. And yeah, let's wrap it up. We're with supposed that. to start with it. Oh, we're going to start episode two with that. Let's do that. Okay. How about that? See, did you guys see what just happened there? Tori and I, we strategized. She let me make a decision. And now I present to you, drum roll, please. <laughs> Tory Garland Benham. The joke teller. <laughs> okay. Go so, ahead. well, first you need to like start out by telling the importance of humor in marriage. Oh, that's right. You know, it's not just those who suffer together that stay together. It's those who laugh together. That's right. Laughing together, enjoying a good laugh with each other. And Tori, If you can't laugh together. Yeah. Things are just not going to work out. You stink. You stink. <laughs> if you can't laugh together, get a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, Tori and I, we have discovered that one of the best ways to get us out of our little funk, if we're in a little funk, you know, where we're 
you know, not doing real well or whatever, one of us will bust a joke or say something mm-hmm. really funny. I remember Tori and I get into an argument one time and she got so mad at me and it was over money and she grabbed this $5 bill. Wait, can I set that up a little bit? You want to set it up? Yeah. Uh-huh. So when we first got married, we didn't have any money and Jason was very aware of that. <laughs> what guy wouldn't be? <laughs> And I love to go to fairs. Fairs were like so exciting to me. I was, oh. I, I dreamed about the day that we had kids and we'd bring them to the fair. And so we had just had Trey and, you know, finally, this is like the beginning of our little family. Like we have a family and we're going to go to the fair. This is like a dream fulfilled for me. Yeah. And we get there and you find out like it's a certain, I don't even remember if it was, I think it was $5. It was $5 a person to get into the was fair, it? something like that. How do you remember these things? Oh, I don't forget. Well, that's true. <laughs> and we're walking in, Trey's in a stroller, and you had been like belly aching the whole way over. Like, I can't believe we're going to waste, you know, $20. It was like, you know, $20, $25, because we're going to get $5 to get in, then we have to get tickets, and then all this stuff. You're like, I don't want to go to the f- You didn't like the fair. You didn't want to go to the fair. Can you just tell the folks, though, that I'm not like that anymore? You're not. You've changed. Thank you. You're a changed man. Jeez, people are going to hate me. No, you're fun. Thank you. But this was, you know, this is the beginning of our marriage and we're like, you're trying to figure out how to make money and how to manage money. And anyways, go ahead. You can, you can finish. I had to set, I had to make it, I had to set you up for why I would say something so ridiculous. Very good on ramp. (laughs) Very good on ramp, Tori. Thank you. Um, So we get into this argument. She finds this $5 bill. I don't know where she got it. She wadded it up and she threw it at me and said, here, wipe your butt with this. And I lost it. I was (laughs) laughing so hard. Well, I grabbed the thing off the ground. I unwadded it and I made a nice little wiping motion. I did exactly what she told me to do. (laughs) And then she started laughing. Now we have this little joke. You know, if we get into a little funk or whatever, she she might look at me and go, wipe your butt with this. <laughs> <laughs> and then that gets us out of it. So we have counseled other couples where they were having a hard time. They were just constantly in conflict, butting heads. And I said, what, what is what do you guys both find amusing or funny? And they would tell us, you know, like there's this guy. Um, what's the new our new favorite comedian? Sebastian. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Sebastian. He's an Italian. Yeah, I can't remember his last name. But. Gosh, he is the best anyway they thought he's funny i said well you you know there's got to be something that you guys can do when you start getting into that heated situation where you gotta like somebody's got to bust something funny and you gotta laugh together it'll get you out of it so because of that not to belabor a point but i want you that was that was a long intro to a joke oh come on (laughs) so yeah we're gonna start out each one with a funny joke yeah or not so funny tori is in charge of the joke department ladies and gentlemen go ahead tori benham okay I want to start with my favorite joke. There was a mollusk, you see. <laughs> Did you guys ever see that? Finding Nemo, where he's trying to tell a joke and he just doesn't know how. There was a mollusk, you see. You know, for a clownfish, you're really not that funny. <laughs> oh, bam. All right, this, was, this was our son Trey's uh, favorite Disney movie. We watched it a lot. Nemo? Nemo, Nemo. Okay. Is that what the joke is about? No. Oh, you going to do the joke? Because <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> okay. 
three girls. Okay, normally we'll do some more like couples jokes, but I had to start with this one because I don't know why this one to me is the funniest. Okay, so when you start the this joke- This is a blonde joke and I can say a blonde joke because I'm blonde. Okay, well, when you start the joke, just keep reading the joke. Don't, okay. Don't stop and explain the joke. <laughs> <laughs> All right, three girls running are running from the police. A redhead, a brunette, and a blonde. They run into a barn and find three potato sacks to hide in. The cop nudges the one with the redhead with his foot. The redhead meows like a cat. Oh, the cop says it's just a cat. What did that sound like? Meow. That was perfect. He moves on to the next potato sack with the brunette, and he nudges it with with his foot. And the brunette woofs like a dog. Oh, it's just puppies. What did that sound like? Woof, woof. Go, tour. (laughs) Okay. He moves on to the last potato sack with the blonde in it. He nudges the potato sack and the blonde says, potato. (laughs) Okay. Because I've heard that before, I didn't laugh quite as hard, but trust me, I I think it was really good. Potato. Oh my gosh, I think that's so funny. (laughs) I think it's funny that you think it's so funny. <laughs> okay. I with heard that, that in high school and it's always been my favorite. It's stuck with you ever since. Mm-hmm. That and your life verse. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you. Episode number one in the books Beauty and Battle Winning in Marriage by Waging a War. Follow us on socials at Jason and Tori. We got a lot of stuff coming, you know, not really, but a lot. <laughs> I mean, I guess I can say that, you know, we don't have like a gajillion things. We do uh, some seminars every now and then. Maybe you can catch us at one. We got a book, Beauty and Battle. And um, we have this really cool podcast that you need to tell your friends about it. So share this episode. Do it. Let the English see you do it. And tell me what movie that's from. You know what movie that's from? I do. What is it? Can I say it? Yeah, go ahead. Braveheart. There you go. See? Our listeners didn't know that. Thank you for spending time with us, and we will see you on the next episode, Winning in Marriage by Waging a War.